Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These are the Casey Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Casey, the longest running rock station in the country. Hi, everybody. John Hewlett here, along with Favaz. Casey Tapes, episode 75, coming your way right now. And today's interview is with Marty Ballin, the late Marty Ballin of Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship and his own solo career. And he just passed away recently, Favaz. Yeah, he uh, died in September of 2018. And like you said, he was uh, one of the founding members of Jefferson Airplane back in the day. And uh, he's got a very distinct voice, mm-hmm. I think. Always, even with the airplane and when he did his solo career, just uh, you could tell it was Marty singing. Yeah. And Marty sang the uh, mellower songs, you know, of yes. the Jefferson Starship. His voice was smooth and and uh, he was kind of a, a what do you call a, those singers from back in the day? A kind of a crooner. Kind of, yeah, a crooner. Yeah. yeah. And man, his songs, I just loved all of his his songs with Jefferson Starship. Well, most of them. And he was a good writer, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you write a lot of those, those songs that he sang. Before we get into the actual interview, I want to let you know that Black Raven Digital is our sponsor here on the KC Tapes. We thank them for that. They've been with us for a little while now. Yeah. Their website is blackravendigital.com. Reach Up Today is, you know, one of their slogans. And they're going to do a website for you that's going to really help you do business really well on the Internet and, and help attract business as well. Because everybody's online. Everybody's doing business online. You can't have a website that looks just cheap and, and not professional. And Black Raven Digital will get you to where you need to be to maximize sales and maximize your connection with the with the Internet world. So if you aren't making uh, a difference to the people that you're trying to reach or worse, your site is too slow, uh, maybe it's just it doesn't look good, whatever, Black Raven Digital can take care of all of that. So quit wasting your time and probably losing money by doing it yourself or with people that aren't as qualified. That's BlackRavenDigital.com. Again, BlackRavenDigital.com. Reach up today. So this interview with Marty Ballin I did was in 2016, just a couple years before he passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why he was calling. We're going to find out, of course, when we uh, listen. And uh, I, I asked him questions that uh, uh, included a uh, time when he got his ass beat. <laughs> At uh, Altamont. Altamont concert. Yeah, Marty Ballin. This is John Hewlett at KC Radio in St. Louis, and my uh, co-host is Learn. She's here as well. How you doing? Now, Marty, KC has been playing your music going back to, well, 1967 is when this radio station signed on playing album rock music, and we're the only FM album rock radio station still doing what we were doing 48 years ago, and we're going to get to our 50th anniversary here soon, so... We uh, wow. we've loved your music over all these years, and we still play a lot of it. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad somebody's still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, where where do you go to hear Marty Ballin music yeah, anymore? You, you know? don't hear it. Uh, the Jefferson Starship stuff you hear is more of the up tempo things, mm-hmm. songs that he really didn't sing in with Mickey Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Thomas or Grace Slick. Yep. It's me. <laughs> yeah, and, and you have your uh, your new album out. And uh, what uh, inspired you to put this new album out at this time? I've just been playing these songs live, and the fans, you know, wanted to have them on a recording so they could have them, and, you know, so it was pretty quick and easy to do and painless, you know, and we just did it the way we do it live, you know, so 
I, I can't I can't believe I'm speaking to this guy because back in the '70s they were such a super group, yeah. You know, and he was he was on top of the rock world. You know, just you never think as a younger person that you'd ever have an opportunity to do this, and I'm no, I know you can relate to this. Yes, absolutely. But uh, this is one of those guys, you know, for me uh, who was and I loved Starship and Airplane, and uh, he's just uh, I'm, I'm the whole time I'm talking to him like I can't believe I'm talking <laughs> to Marty Ballin. Listen to that voice because his speaking voice is relatively similar to his singing voice. You know. Yep. No big production value to it. Well, I mean, there there does seem to be some production value in some of those songs for sure. I mean, I know there's a lot of acoustic guitar playing. Uh, the the first song, how do you say that? Sherazade. Sherazade. And what what inspired that song? Actually, you know, we were in. Here's where I act like really care about his new music. Right. I, I want to get to the. And you don't. <laughs> I want to get to the good stuff. Studio recording the album, and uh, my guitar player started playing this riff and i started going dance with me dance with me and then the bass player started playing this arabian kind of line and i i just thought well i have to write something to that and so i just followed little did he know he was speaking to a man who was half arabian oh i'm thinking of arabian i'm thinking of all those jesus movies i've seen and they all dance crazy and you know is, is that the kind of you know thing that he wrote you know is that the kind of music that was being played I'm so hurt by what you just oh, said. I'm half Arabian. Along <laughs> and uh, came up with this story, you know. Your your voice sounds just as 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 good today as it as it ever did. Uh, how, how would you explain that? I mean, you know, you, a lot of guys that get older and they just don't sound the same any anymore. Would you agree with that, or do you feel as though your voice has changed? I feel I've gotten a little better because I'm, you know, don't take drugs and I don't drink anymore. So. Oh yeah, I remember. Mm. Him. This is not the first time I think he refers to. To him being good, a non-druggy. Yeah, I think it was a little. And that went a long way in why he had trouble with some of his bandmates. You know, right? Better. Yeah. Never smoked. Uh, I tried it, but it you know didn't do anything for me. So. Yeah, well, well, when you say you don't take drugs, I mean, wasn't wasn't that uh, some some of the issue when you, and you when you left Jefferson Airplane years ago? Well, yeah, you know, the, I left the airplane and Starship because they they got into you know. They got famous, and they, you know, all on cocaine. And I don't know if you ever dealt with cocaine people, but they're kind of hard to deal with. And you know, yeah, I work with Favaz. <laughs> no. Grace Lick said, and and you know, there are two things I remember. She's and I, I said one, the last one. If you're over fifty and you're performing, you look like a fool on stage. Mm-hmm. She said that, but she also said, I don't know of anybody's life that got better once they started doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah just want to go off and do their own thing and that's not really my bag i'm kind of a not my bag has a 70s mm-hmm, term i love that's mm-hmm. not my bag man work with a group and you know arrange and and bring it together and you know kind of have the vision of where we're going so and everybody goes scattered off on their own little personal things it kind of bores me so you know uh, how was your relationship with paul Cantner up until his death Oh, it was good. Um, in fact, he called me just before that, and he wanted to go around the world and and uh, asked me to join up with him to celebrate the 50th and uh, sent me a schedule that was like every country, every night. And I <laughs> said, look, man, I can't work like that. That's crazy. And I said, you ought to watch out for yourself. Your health, you know, is not so good. And he, he oh, nothing can hurt me. I'm a bull, you know. And... Uh, he went out and see what happened. Wow, how about that? Mm. Mm. Those were that that kind of attitude you have when you're younger. Right. You know, nothing can hurt me. Yeah. You know, shouldn't have that attitude when you're older. No. Because <laughs> we don't. <laughs>
Yeah, and he's Marty Bounds. He's honest, man. He's, yeah. Oh, uh, and, and your relationship he with heavy, he was a chain smoker, you know, uh, heavy drinker. So yeah. Oh wow. That doesn't help any. And how about your association with uh, uh, Grace Slick these days? That's good. Um, I saw her at an art show in San Francisco when I was playing there, and bought a painting from her. In fact, of <laughs> Janice that she did, I liked very much. Kind of nice. She too chain smoking away. Wow. Still chain smoking still. away. And wow. she's still alive and yeah. doing all right. I guess right. that's her vice, man, because she yeah. was into the drugs too. And I don't know. She came to the Casey Studios, oh man, might, might be 10 years ago now. Do you remember? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did the interview. Yeah. Uh, the uh, she She's, well, at you least I, I did it. She she, she was, was on the stu- air, yeah. but she did the uh, the Casey Hall of Fame. She's in the, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, I interviewed that interviewed her that day too. Maybe you did the radio, I did the video. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Still to this day. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how they do it with those crazy ads on TV, which scare me. <laughs> and, and you're a painter as well. Yeah, I paint a lot. I have a my own gallery in uh, St. Augustine, Florida, where they they have all my work hanging in. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can you can oh. see his stuff to this day. It's, it's, it's where it's, the Professional Golf Hall of Fame is. That's right memorabilia and stuff like that. You know, back in the days when you guys were doing your stuff, I mean, you you were doing the music for the for the art form, for the enjoyment of it. You were creating uh, a, a format of music that you know had not been invented yet. the The business end of things was nowhere near your 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 for your foremind, your foreground, was it? No, no, but it was you know it was a totally foreign thing to us. You know, I'm. I mean, I. I you know, people thought we were a bunch of crazy people from, you know, San Francisco. That's all they thought. And I'll tell you what, I, I watched a video uh, on uh, online of, of of that incident at Altamont. What a scary time that was, man. Here we go. And of course, you got yep. punched in the face by Hell's Angels. Can you comment on that and the memories of that? Well, I, I went there and, and um, we opened, I, I opened the first song on the set and I, I looked down and there's these Hell's Angels with pool cues beating up this guy who was naked in front of the stage. And I, you know, and um, I figured he needed some help. Nobody was listening to me anyway, you know. So I jumped down and said, hey, you know, stop this. I'm trying to sing. And the guys were going, hey, Marty, what are you doing? You should be up there singing. And I said, well, nobody's paying any attention to me, you know. You're beating this guy up in front of the stage. So I got back up. They stopped. And I started to sing again. And... Behind me, they start beating up this guy again. I thought, oh, the hell with this. You know, nobody's paying any attention to what I'm doing. And this guy needed some help. So I went back and I started punching it out with the guy who had the wolf's head on, the leader guy. And, you know, I was uh, there was a big empty semi-van behind the stage. And I remember thinking to myself, hey, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I was backing him down this semi-van. And, and uh, just as I said that, bam, blackout, you know. And I, I woke up, I had all these boot mark tattoos all over my body where they had stomped me, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they tried to kill him. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, you know, I got up and said, well, that's my set. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Give me put my in, money. Put in a good day's work here. I'm finished. Yeah, yeah that that thing could have gotten even worse, man. That was so so chaotic and so out of hand. Thank God it you survived that. Huh? Yeah, it got worse. It did get worse. Yeah. Yeah, actually, there was a shooting. Yeah, uh, some guy got got shot. Yeah, yeah. And, and your song "Miracles." I mean, that's obviously one that still gets played a lot on the radio all around the country. And 
people love that song. It's it's had such a, a long life to it. Tell us a little bit about the the, the writing of that song, uh, uh, Marty. That you that you know you can remember. Uh, actually, I remember just you know um, uh, I was listening a lot to Marvin Gaye. I think at the time, and and uh, you know I was impressed by his long songs and uh, love songs and. I also was very involved. I got involved with a um, avatar in India, and they called him the Man of Miracles, Santhya Sai Baba. And I kind of put together this combination of, uh, you know, the way the Persians write about God, but they're they're talking about a woman and making love to a woman, but it's really about God. And that was my kind of idea that inspired me. You, you've always been a, a great singer and writer of love songs. What, what, why has love been your main motivator versus, you know, other things that could easily have maybe been also uh, influential or motivating? Well, I, I, I don't know what else to write about. You know, when you're on stage singing, you know, I'm not going to um, sing about, you know, cars like Bruce Springsteen or something. So I'm going <laughs> to sing about what I know, and that's, you know, love and I think love still makes the world go around. It's what everybody's looking for. Other Casey, other Casey classics we still play include a, a great song called "Count on Me," and that oh, was yeah. that's you through and through. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that one. That's a good song. Yeah. So, what about the new album? When can they get it? Well, you can go on. Marty. Oh, you can go on. Yeah. Edit. Probably edited. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I, this is not the original. Obviously, doggone right. it. I don't know where that is. Yeah. Still, it's still good. Music dot com, or you can go on Amazon and. It's. Uh, I think you'll like it. If you like my music, you'll probably like this one. It's got some of my good songs, and they're all you know really honed well. We've been playing them live, so it wasn't it wasn't hard to do, and it was fun to do. Actually, it was quick. And I see your tour is very short. You don't really come to the Midwest. Could that change? Yeah, it could change. I'm getting offers to play everywhere, but you know I've been lazy. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not in it to make a lot of money. You know, anymore. I just I do it for fun and. When I feel like going out to sing, I, I do, you know? Yeah. And well, he didn't have to work very hard because he made a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think. I'm going to talk about the St. Louis connection here because he had, you know, some St. Louisans in his band. But I think at that oh. time, he still wanted he still wanted a tour and stuff like that. And uh, that's why he took some of the St. Louis musicians out on the road and, and things like that. But that was that was in the late 90s. So, And you're living in both San Francisco and Florida? You got to go back and forth. You got a, good, a couple of good spots picked there, my man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know it's uh, you know I get out of Frisco when it's too cold and go down to Florida where it's nice and warm. Well, you know, with the passing of Paul Cantner here recently, I mean, he's gone, but there are still other many others that you played with over the years in some form with either Airplane or Jefferson Starship. Could anything like that ever come together again with maybe you and Grace and David Freiberg, so. maybe? No. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I played with a lot of people, and, you know, everybody has their own, you know, it's, a, like, difficult to work with others, you know. I like, uh, you know, every time I do, people would say, you know, Marty, I just want to hear you sing, and yeah. so now that's what I'm doing. I just, me singing my songs, and, you know, people seem to like that, you know. Congratulations on the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys last night. Yeah, that was, that was a big deal. That was kind of fun. <laughs> what do you get for that? How does that uh, how does that work out? Uh, what Listen do you to you, the businessman. <laughs> what do you get for that? <laughs> what do you get? You. <laughs> I want to hear numbers, Marty. Come on, numbers. You get a a, a Grammy? Do you pay get you any money? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw it back in our faces then. Say, hey, any money with this? No. Here. 
don't get anything for it. So it's just a little statue, you know. A little statue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little, little old-time recording machine. Has it been a long time since you've gone to the Grammys, or have you ever gone to something like that? You, you always pretty much kind yeah, of stayed to yourself. It huh? was my first one, actually. I've always watched it on TV. Oh, so you were there last night? Yeah, I was there. Oh, okay. So you actually received the war- the award in hand as opposed to, you know, being absent. No, you don't get the award until in April when they have another show and they give you the award. I don't know I don't know how that works, but that's what I hear. You got to come back in April again for another big show. How could last night it was have fun, you know, we went to the Clive Davis party and see every star in Hollywood. Clive Davis, he said. Clive ah, Davis, a well well-known record executive. Yep. musician and it uh it was super. How could that have been Marty Ballin's first Grammy? Um, I have no idea, you know. and I don't know how it works. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to be included. Were you ever, was, was Miracles ever nominated or anything? No, never have been. Yeah. Well, Marty, we appreciate you talking with us here at KC95. Again, you know, we've loved your music all these years. We still play it and have utmost respect for you, and we wish you the best right, with this Check new out one. my new one, The Greatest yes. Love. Yes, we will, and I, I have listened to most of it, and uh, you got 15 tracks on there, too, man. That's a lot of no, I really did listen to it, I swear to God. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, I, I, did. I, did. I did. I did. <laughs> uh, I could have put more. I tell you, I recorded 30, 40 songs. All right, Marty. Thank you, buddy. All right. Good talking to you guys. Same here. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, we have stories about Marty Ballin, too. Uh, I'll tell you the one that uh, just came to me just recently. Um, Irv Zuckerman was a part of the... Uh, Company Contemporary Productions, which mm-hmm. booked, booked a bunch of concerts for a lot of years here in St. Louis, along with his partner, Steve Shankman. Well, they sold that company in the, I guess, late 90s for $90 million. Mm-hmm. They each got their $45 million. Irv moved to Los Angeles and decided he was just going to play golf. He was done. Well, some way, somehow, he gets involved in a business about song publishing and the rights to songs with Marty Ballin. And just recently, not too long ago, I, I don't know if it was before Marty passed away or what, they sold that company that they had for billions of dollars. That's amazing. That's a good investment. Yeah. <laughs> so Marty may or may not have died a billionaire. I don't know if they sold it after his passing yeah. or before. But Irv Zuckerman of St. Louis was involved in that with Marty Ballin. How That's about that? crazy. Uh, the only, you know, I, I alluded to this, but... Back in the late 90s, my girlfriend, who ended up being the mother of my first child, uh, she was in Marty Ballin's band, along with her guitar player and the other lead singer, and I think the drummer was involved, maybe the bass player, maybe the whole band, but I know Marty had a couple guys too. And um, somehow they were recruited to be his band when he would go play at Disneyland or play on some cruise ships or whatever, and they went and did wow. his gigs. And in in return, they were supposed to get a recording deal, which I don't think ever happened. But um, I remember seeing at the old Granny's Rocker in Glen Carbon, I'm pretty sure, uh, the band played with Marty and Marty sang. And uh, it was the only time that I have, have seen him. And I'll, I'll just never forget, you know, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time, yeah. you know, singing backup for Marty Ballin wow, of all people. Crazy. I was just like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And you, you know? don't remember how she got hooked up with that? Uh, yeah, I remember Phil Minardi was the keyboard player. He somehow got hooked up with, um, and I, I don't know how, 
he 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 used to work he used to work that band all the time. I mean, he would work it to people, and I, I don't know if he got hooked up with Marty's manager or whatever. Mm. But that's how I think it all started. And you know, they just where was he in Los Angeles? Or was he no in, no in San Phil? Francisco? Oh, the the manager. I mean, they were here in St. Louis. Oh, definitely, yeah. So somehow from St. Louis to San Francisco or Florida, yeah. they connected with somehow. Marty. The band was called Sacred Sex. We mm-hmm. played them on Casey because they had, I when I had the new music show, it was yeah. it was good stuff, and uh, you know they, she ended up singing for Marty Ballon. It was kind of cool. Well, there you go. Uh, one of the legends of the uh, music industry, Marty Ballon, on our 75th episode of Casey Tapes. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man and on uh, Instagram. I'm Johnny Hewlett. I'm Favaz, and remember, Casey Tapes brought to you by Black Raven AFC. Bye. AMF. 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 AMF! I can be higher than you! Ah. Yeah, I think you can. I got seven octaves, mofo. (laughs) Bye. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors... We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.